This is Snake. Normally I'd be talking to Otacon or the Colonel, but today I'm talking to you, the listener. When I took down Metal Gear, I relied on stealth and cunning to get the job done, but you're not taking down Metal Gear. You're taking a stroll. Maybe you've been hiding your desire for luxury in a cardboard box. Well, I think you should let it shine bright, kind of like a diamond, but not just any diamond. You need a one-of-a-kind rock from Snake's Fine Diamond Jewelers. Each of our diamonds is carefully cut and set by a certified diamond dog for 100% guaranteed satisfaction. They come in a wide variety of styles, from the classic Rex to the sleek Ray. If you really want to turn heads, we offer the towering Sahelanthropus, our largest and highest quality diamond. If you're unhappy with your selection, you can Fulton it back to us at no additional cost. Order now, and I'll even throw in a D-Walker for your grandparents. Just pay shipping and handling. Snake's Fine Diamond Jewelers. Only the best for a boss. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Heart Peace Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. I am Master Joe, and this is episode 25. And today I'm joined by special guest AJ from Battle Buddies Gaming. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? So for those of you that don't know, Battle Buddies Gaming is a Twitch channel. Uh, These guys play a ton of freaking video games. They are Twitch partners doing it real big. Uh, I heard you guys also went to TwitchCon, correct? Yeah, I did. Word. How was uh how was that? It's like the the giant Twitch event, first one ever. Oh man, it was an incredible experience. Um for anyone who's in any way curious if they would want to go to a convention like that, I would highly recommend it. It's one of the best times I've had in a very, very long time. I think uh I think one day, one day when I'm when I'm a big boy, I'll get out there. In in terms when, of cons when you're a big one boy. day when I'm a big boy, I'll I'll get out there. When I put on my big boots do a lot of traveling. I'll, I'll make it to TwitchCon. It's hard, man. I mean, you're you're East Coast like I am, so that's a that's a trip. It, it requires I'm, a couple I'm like things. I'm like Southeast Coast too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta like come <laughs> up and around too. <laughs> you gotta yeah, you gotta go up and to the left. I'm just I'm just straight line over. But uh, it's 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 cool. I mean, California is awesome. It's good weather. Uh, I've been to San Diego one time in my life, and it was probably one of the best vacations I've had. So, um, you know, TwitchCon's like in San Fran. But still, yeah, can't can't beat gorgeous, that West Coast. Place. Uh, but word. So first things first, we got to get into our first segment, and we'll see what kind of hodgepodge tune I've got tied up for the major heart piece of the week. Uh, get funky, y'all. Uh. Yes. All right. Cool. So major heart piece of the week. Just go with it, man. Just go with it. I know AJ's like, what the heck just happened? Uh, <laughs> just go with it, bro. All right, so uh, this is the segment we always just kind of shout out something cool that we did or something that was done for us. Uh, really nice uh, just to kind of promote a little positivity in the gaming community, y'all. Be good people. I'm just saying. Do, th- do nice things. Uh, today, I paid a giant sum of money to the Postal Service uh, for some fans of my, my Twitch stream, Master Joe Gamer Show, uh, by shipping out all of the prizes that I hadn't shipped, uh, some of them I shipped out early, but there was a certain subset of them that I, I hadn't shipped. So I shipped them all together, and it includes some international packages to Japan, to the Netherlands, some folks out there, 
and a bunch of other places in the state. So I shipped all those things out, and I hope you all get them. It's going to be amazing. Um, man, that's it's got to be love because that shipping, <laughs> that shipping costs money. Uh, but gladly paid. Thank you guys so much. That was prizes uh, that I was holding on to since the, I guess, celebration stream for hitting 1K uh, followers on Twitch. So awesome stuff. Thank you guys for being fans, and I hope you all get your presents. And yeah, so we're, that's mine. Uh, AJ, what you got, man? All right. Uh, well, lately, um, as of a couple weeks ago, um, I've been on the front page of Twitch. It's like every Monday, like 10 a.m. And I've been trying to use that spot to not only really promote myself, but to promote friends or other streamers that I think are pretty cool to check out. Um, so last week, for my, my kind of promotion, I... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I promoted a friend of mine. He's, he's a, a little guy we, might, we all might know. Some people might know. I, I believe he's been on the show. Is uh, Mr. Hot Sammy Sliz. He's got like oh, Mr. 10 Hot or 20 Sammy. followers, something like that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a little guy coming up in the world, but I wanted to, you know, he DJs and he makes a lot of cool mixes. So I, pl I played his music live on cast. Oh, nice. And uh, I actually did reach out to another streamer as well, a guy who um, makes some Mario levels, a guy named uh, Mario Lab. And I, I told him I'd love to do a dual cast with him on the front page at some point because I think he has amazing levels. I think he has some of the best I've ever seen, and I think those should definitely be seen by more general audiences. So I'm trying to use that front page promotion spot to just really help out any other streamers that I've seen or, or gamers and, and do what I can to get them in the limelight as much as I'm going to be in the limelight. So. That's a really freaking cool way to use that spotlight platform. Cause I know a lot of folks are like, yeah, I'm front page. Sweet. Go me, you know? And, and it's like, yeah, you, every right. You absolutely should be. I mean, front page is really freaking cool. If you make it on the front page, any kind of event, you get a lot of exposure from people that are just like going to Twitch and kind of don't know what to watch. They just sit on the front page and kind of, I do that. I mean, I scroll through. So the way, yeah, using it like that to not only promote yourself, which is going to happen, but then also promoting other people, like, as you can, that's that's really freaking cool, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I figure, I mean, I'm there anyway. People have to look at me. But if I look at it. people or people like I have a respect for, then why not? That's freaking awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, you listeners at home, man, you guys know what the deal is. Make sure you are going out there doing nice things and observing it and telling people because we got to add a little extra life to the folks out there, man. It's, it's a good time, good time. So, all right, I want to get into... Uh, the backstory right now of Battle Buddies Gaming. So this is a this is a stream team. It's not just a channel. It's a it's a team. There are actually other people on it. But you and uh, our good buddy Admiral Funk, <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, are the founders, correct? Yeah. So okay. So you guys are the big bosses. But there's there's other people uh, on it, and I believe even Hot Sammy, uh, who was on the podcast before. We had a great conversation. He's on the uh, Battle Buddies Gaming stream team as well. So. How did this grow from being just another Twitch channel, right, with with no followers, to, I mean, TwitchCon, front page, the whole night? <laughs> oh, um, I had the idea for a, a stream a couple of years ago. Um, like, I've always wanted to do something on the internet, some sort of video thing, like, way back since, like, 2009, ever since I, like, I, along with everybody else in the world, discovered, like, Angry Video Game Nerd. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do some, like, YouTube videos or something. I never was able to get around to it. I never had the equipment. Um, a couple years ago, I was like, ah, I'm just going to do it. Um, I wasn't exactly confident if I could run something myself or not. And I worked, I actually worked at the same place as Ian, 
play Street Fighter. Like that's how I met a lot of my friends down here in Florida. Is they had they had consoles set up and like you, you know we'd go in and like when you're on your lunch break you just sit down and play some Street Fighter. That is awesome. And I uh, you know we we started talking, hanging out and stuff, and then I kind of uh, approached him and I shot him a message later on Facebook said, hey, I got this idea. I'd like to, you know, do a stream. I, I had heard that, you know, you, you kind of, you've dabbled in that before and uh, I'd like to do this and this. And I kind of wanted to kind of base it off like doing this, like maybe a Game Grumps-esque sort of thing, but for Twitch and then maybe like integrate it into YouTube. That never really happened. But the more that we started doing this, the more I decided, well, all I really want to do is build a community. Like that's, that's what I like I really have the most fun doing, um, I, I building a community, supporting community. And that's where that sort of came from. So, it, you know, once we hit our, uh, our, hit our partnership and we were able to actually make an actual stream team, it was first, it's like, Hey, you know, let's, you know, let's get our friends on here. And, and, and now we've, we've had finally hit a point where people are coming to us and saying, Hey, uh, I would like to join this team. And, it's it's kind of it's it, it's all happened very very fast it's kind of been a mind-boggling thing like <laughs> i say fast even though it's been like you know a couple of years of the, of the stream existing but like this last year especially it's been just kind of the interest people have shown in the team and, and the community in general um that yeah it's it's been a fascinating growth so mm. that's kind of how that started it was it was really just some ideas that you know i got washed around and then like the wasn't really sure what direction they were going in, but it kind of formed itself and just kind of went with it. Like, So we had an episode where we were talking about the importance of community. Me and my guest, um, Mr. Chancellor D, David Fitz, uh, big shout outs to him in Star Wars. Uh, he must be really excited for the movie. We're one month within a month at this point. Yeah. So very excited to see that. But we were talking about community and uh, one of the points that you brought up where you just said, yeah, I just wanted to start a community. That's all I wanted to do. Build a community, support communities. And that's really evident in, in Battle Bunnies gaming. Every time you come to the stream, or at least every time I show up or another streamer shows up and, you know, who has a community of their own and they come in, you guys are always, you know, oh, man, so-and-so is here. Hey, listen, guys, go follow this guy. They're, they're this, this, and this. They've been playing X, Y, Z, you know, bam, bam. And you guys do that every single time somebody comes in there. And, uh, you know, that's just a really uh, good notion, a good way to support a community and kind of keep one going and keep keep life infused into it. So, uh the thought that was interesting because that's one of the points that we brought up before is kind of like, okay, well, why do you want to start a community? And uh, if it's just for the point of, you know, building it to have a place for people to go, I mean, it's a great reason to build one. So I can definitely see why it's been as successful as it's been. Because um, everybody starts a community, right? Like everyone thinks, yeah. I want to go on Twitch and I want to have all these things that I see all these other people having with all these people always, you know, sending them messages and in the chat. So active and like everybody wants that. But what do you think the difference is between actually being able to do it since you've done it? What do you, what do you mean? Like actually being able to do it? You, th you think like, like what's the difference in like, and it just happening versus differences in pursuing it happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think some people get kind of disillusioned with the idea that, okay, if I just start a Twitch stream, then and I do it regularly, it'll just blow up, you know? But I feel like there are some kind of secret ingredients uh, that you well, have to have in order to keep that going to the level that you want it to be. I think a lot of it is, one, I think you kind of have to take a responsibility. Um, people don't, like, you know, even if you, when you, if you start a Twitch stream and it becomes mildly successful, regardless if you want it or not, like you were saying, it becomes a community. Now, if you are you yourself are going to view it that way, or if you're just going to view it as like, oh, these are just my viewers, 
you know, that's, that's the big difference and wanting to support that and nurture that and make it grow and, and make it so something else comes out of it besides just these people are here to watch me (laughs) (laughs) that, that, that there's responsibility that you, you need to take that, that is, is a lot different than just it just happening. And yeah, like you, like you said, like anybody can, you know, they can make a stream and it can grow and it can become popular and a community will come out of that stream. And a lot of times the community, it, it gets its own mind. It gets to a certain size where it, it is its own, it is a, its own way. And it's a pretty fascinating thing because if you look at like some other streamers, like I'm just going to use Sammy for an example. Like if you look at his streamers or I mean his viewers compared to like my viewers. Now we share a lot of similar viewers, but we definitely have a lot of different regulars. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, personality wise, you're going to find that like his regulars are, you know, they're going to be, they're, they're going to be matching his personality. Whereas my regulars, they're going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> They'll all be little spawns of me. There's little exactly. me's running around in the um, chat. Just, you know, it's keeping his family friendly as, as we can. Like, they're going to be a bunch of little AJs running around. <laughs> That's a good term for it. Like, it's just being an AJ right now. I like that. I think we could go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's, you know, like that's, so like you, you get known for growing a certain type of community. Now, regardless, they're all good people, like uh, in any community, any, any stream, they're all good. They're all good people. But like people are going to, I don't want to say they're going to emulate the streamer because everyone's their own person, but it's more or less, you know, birds of a feather. Uh, uh, that's it, you know, so, so you pull in those people with, you know, like minded personalities or you all have the same kind of jokes or whatever. And that's where that grows. And if you if you're actually actively choosing to say, hey, I want to nurture this, I want to make this grow, then you take a step back and you go, okay, well, what can I do to make it so this doesn't just become some sort of mess that just you know rolls you know rolls on a hill and and gets way beyond my control? You actually have to step back and 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 kind of try to build that snowball and make it round so it rolls better. I don't know. What I'm <laughs> The 10 out of 10 analogy, snowball. Yes. Yes. Make it round. Make it so. It's actually really, really difficult to make a perfectly round snowball. Just just it, for, it for those of you that are that have been around snow. No, you're in, you're in Florida, so I know you don't get a whole lot now, but <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I'm from Ohio. I've, I've dealt with oh, my fish. Ah, aha. Oak, I stand corrected. You know all yeah. of the things. Cool. All right. We used to hate snow equally then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why do you think I'm in Florida? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you think I'm trying to get to Florida? I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but word. Cool. Yeah. I think that, you know, everything you said is definitely a good point, especially, you know, kind of coming back to the relationship tie, as we always do with everything on this podcast. The fact that your, uh, your community ends up kind of reflecting you and vice versa is definitely, you know, something to think about. So it's, it's one of those things you kind of have control over initially, but once it gets to a certain girth, like you said, it's, it's out of control. So it's like, good luck with anything that you did to it up at that point. And then it just, it's going to grow and do its own thing. Um, So definitely keep that in mind. Uh, Any of you people out there that are, you know, in, in Twitch, into streaming, uh, even if it's YouTube and YouTube and Twitch are pretty much the same thing, except one of them is live. Um, so, you know, take those considerations, 
uh, you know, to heart, man. If you're if you're trying to build your own community, think about how to do it and, you know, just make it happen. If it can it can be done. It can be done. So in contrast, we've been talking about all this uh, this good, this building up and, you know, sharing love and building community and coming together. But the main topic of this uh, podcast is actually going to be breaking down the master race myth, uh, the whole notion that people, uh, and this was actually AJ's idea, that people kind of have a certain level of, in his words, unwavering loyalty towards certain brands in the gaming industry or certain games, certain franchises, series, to the point where if anyone else loves something different or has a different opinion about it, then you just start ruining everything about them. I mean, attacking all this. We've seen this stuff happen all the time. Someone can say, oh, I really love this game. And then someone on the internet comes in and says, no, you don't like that game. And this, let me tell you 50 reasons why you shouldn't <laughs> like it. You know, and it's just, I don't know, it's a weird thing. We kind of talked about that a little bit with uh, David Back in the 90s, uh, I mean, me and AJ are around the same age group. So when we grew up, you know, we didn't have – we had pagers. <laughs> oh, my God, pagers. We had uh, <laughs> we had cell phones that, like – we had flip phones, you know. We had freaking blocks. When we used our cell phones, it had to be after 9 p.m. And some of you just don't understand that. But, yeah, 9 p.m. for free minutes. Uh, there was no unlimited talk and text. There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. You had to talk to people on the phone or in person or you page them and be like, Hey, it's a text. Yeah. You don't even allow to text because it costs every single text. <laughs> and even if you read a text that somebody sends you, it costs you money. Bro. It would cost me a quarter, 25 cents to read and receive. You know how ridiculous that is? Like in today's terms, I'd be, broke. <laughs> I'd be so poor, but you know, it was this, it was a different time. And so I think when people talked about things that they enjoyed, since it was mainly done in a more analog type of way rather than digital like these days, people are generally more cordial about their you know conversations with you, even if they have a different opinion. But now, you know, we have the protection of the Internet being behind our screens. So maybe it's gotten a little out of hand. Maybe we need to kind of talk about that and reflect about why do you have such unwavering loyalty to just be such a diehard fan for anything, really? Um, but that's what I get into. So let me start with your thoughts, AJ, about that whole concept. Um, as it is today in 2015. Well, there's there's been a lot of things, especially this year. We've had a lot of big gaming announcements. Um, E3 was huge. Uh, we've you know we had a lot of cool Nintendo directs. Um, there's been there's just been various announcements that companies are coming out. And like I, f- I feel like nowadays companies just decide like, hey, I'm gonna surprise the public. Here's the thing I'm doing, and then everyone either blows their load about it or they just immediately like they just you know, boiled out of that, oh, I'm so angry. How could they do this? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. There's almost <laughs> always those two extreme camps nowadays. Yeah, and the, uh, one of the one of the big points that that, uh, that made me really start thinking about this in this day and age is for E3 when they announced the Final Fantasy VII remake. That was probably one of the biggest gaming announcements of the last five maybe even 10 years i mean that's the most asked for remake oh yeah ever i mean like ever like that's what people have wanted that for just after, for decades and for them to finally announce it and when you you know when you watch us I, I was actually up at sammy's house during that time and you know i'm i'm, I'm watching the live reaction of people who are there it oh was mind-blowing like i can't even imagine people like, were crying what an amazing amount of positivity was, was in that room 
to be there at that moment. Like, yeah. I'm sure it was just absolutely amazing seeing everybody just, I mean, there's people crying, like just I've, and tears of absolute happiness. And that is an amazing thing for a video game to be able to, to be able to stir that kind of emotion from a human being is pretty awesome. I think the and, only other one that is like reminds me of that scene was like, oh, geez, what was I can't remember what year, but the E3 when they announced, uh, was it Zelda Twilight Princess? Yeah, yeah. And just with, everyone uh, lost yeah, their minds. Yeah, Miyamoto came out with his, his little sword and shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone lost their minds. Like, oh, God, Zelda. And they're like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I mean, just They insane. put together an amazing trailer, and it had that really awesome music that was never used anywhere else in the game besides the intro. And it was awesome. Like, it was a great trailer. And again, yeah, like... People, I'm just their minds were blown and their emotions were just as blown. Like it's, it's it's such a cool thing to see that happen. Yeah, and leave it to you know the uh, whatever you want to call them, the trolls of the internet, to immediately take to Facebook or Twitter or Reddit or whatever social media they can to just immediately start spewing such negativity. And it's one of those things where. I, I saw it just a couple of like minutes, hours later on Facebook, people getting really upset about this Final Fantasy VII remake. And I try to avoid the topics. I don't really, I don't, I'm not the kind of person who just jumps in like, let me be a keyboard hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, it was one of those moments where I don't know, I, I kind of had to step back and I had to like, I, I wrote something and I was like, you know, I don't really understand how, uh, you know, the, the mindset of getting upset about something that could make that brings such happiness to other people and and somebody came in and they they, they commented saying like we know it's it's so old and you need you need to you need to move on you need to grow you need to adapt and right. it's like but that's not that's not how that works that's not how this industry works and that's not how 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 a lot of that's not how life works like, <laughs> yeah you want to grow you want to move on you want to adapt and you want to learn from your mistakes but if there's things that make you happy in life, it's not like, oh, that made you happy once. Move on. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like video games. People tell you once you grow up, you you stop doing that. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't think I do. I think I do that more. <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, like, life and, gets I mean, hard. If that was the case, we would never go out and buy a movie once we saw it in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, like okay. oh, I saw it once. Time to move on and yeah. adapt. <laughs> <laughs> you still, you're still watching Jurassic Park. Come on, that was like years ago. <laughs> exactly. And I brought up the point. I was like, you know, there's there's people out there who, you know, they have memories tied to these games and. You know what? Like, there are people who I'm sure we all have it. Like, you know, like you either have that memory of playing a specific game with, you know, with your dad or your uncle, your brother or your friend or your sister or your mom. Or I mean, I used to do I used to do Sonic the Hedgehog races and Sonic Sonic Adventure Two with my mom. Oh man! Yeah, like it was like it's just those things. Like, so that's always gonna have a special place for me. It's like Sonic Adventure Two races all two stages of them but i did it with my mom almost every sunday night <laughs> wait okay let me ask you a question then because that, that's a really interesting point the whole idea that games are tied to your memories right so for me yeah. every single year without fail in fall as soon as like this feeling of fall hits like somewhere in the mid to end of september i get hit with all of the good feels on the planet and it's because that was the start of school and in high school, for me, in like ninth and tenth grade, I had the best years of school in my life. Like maybe outside of college, like great, it was just the absolute freaking best. Um, mm. 
And, and so I just get hit with that. Uh, whenever I think about Mario Kart, or whenever I'm sick, rather, I think about Mario Kart because I played Mario Kart whenever I got to stay home being sick. My mom would let me play Mario Kart. So every time I'm sick, I'm like, I want to play Mario Kart. And it's just, <laughs> it's weird, you know? But like, yeah, uh, I was going to ask you, do you have one memory like that that you can think, like when something unrelated to video games happens, what game do you think of? Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> that's so tough. Because like, I have a lot of memories like that, actually. Like, it's, it's like you were saying, one, like school is one of, like childhood school is one of the big things. Like for me, I remember I was in the sixth grade the pokemon craze hit oh my god and pokemon crap I, you know I, I i i got lumped right into that um so now whenever i th- and but that hit like like i got pokemon red and blue for my 12th birthday i believe and you guys hear this memory right now you hear how crisp it is <laughs> 12th exactly. birthday sixth grade i was wearing red yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Abernathy was my teacher. Oh no! <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Remembering the teacher. Yeah, it's one of those things where, where. So now, when I like when I think about my birthday, um, it, it like Pokemon is a big thing that comes up because I got Pokemon for my twelfth birthday when I like, and then I remember when um, Gold and Silver came out. I got it for the birthday that it came out around then too. And I mean, you know, your kids, you, it's like a game might come out in the summer, but you're probably not going to get it to your birthday because yeah. you're freaking kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, birthday or Christmas. So, like, but, so it's like a lot. Of, so for me, I, I it's actually, you know, my birthday is actually in the fall winterish area. So it's kind of a similar time. And that was a big time for gaming in general as kids, because that was when you could actually share your gaming memories with your other friends. Like, I feel like summer is like you don't I feel like I don't, you don't see your friends as much in the summer as you do during school. And, yeah, that's true. And having that ability to go out on recess, like, oh man, you want to trade Pokemon? I, I definitely have something that you don't have. Like, it's it's a cool thing, and I have so many memories like that. Most of the games that I choose to play or that I get a desire to play is purely based off of I'll be watching something, I'll be hearing something, I'll smell something, oh man, and it just triggers a memory, and I'm like, oh, like oh my god, is that is that Chicken Court on Blue? I gotta go play Dragon Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 sorry. Is that is is that chicken cordon blue? Oh, gotta play Dragon hey. Quest. <laughs> like, hey, it's like freaking snake, yeah. <laughs> Colonel. I'll tell you all about my Dragon Quest memories. <laughs> That's freaking it's, hilarious. It's, there are so many memories that are tied to to so many video games for me. It's, it, I mean, I've always like. For me, gaming is like the embodiment of who I am. As nerdy and dorky as whatever as that sounds, I don't even care. That's it is like my entire embodiment. I'm over here just like em- emanating games, like <laughs> you know, whatever. They're games and oozing out of my body as we speak. It's coming out of my pores. Exactly, and 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 that's the that was like it all kind of you know it all kind of culminates into into that point that I was trying to make with with, with you know the various internet trolls, is that like. Yeah, those For are the memories. People, being able to relive that, to be able to see that now and like see it like remade and remastered. It's you know like it's it's the same as like, I mean, think about this. Think about you know like the the older older generation when they're like, oh my god, they brought the Wizard of Oz in color. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 
that's mind blowing for them. And that like to this, this is like the Wizard of Oz in color for us. Like right, yeah. I, this is I dream. This is freaking I love Lucy on a color oh, TV. Oh yeah, that's a great and, analogy. And and that's what we that's what we're getting now. And like it's one of those things where it's like that is that is evolving. That is that is move that is moving on and growing with the game and and adapting. And it's and the biggest thing to what it comes down to is is it hurting anybody? Because it most certainly is not. Like, it's definitely not, like, hurting someone when they make an announcement like that. Like, sure, if they're like, well, we're going to cancel every other project we've ever worked on ever, and we're going to focus <laughs> on this one. Yeah, I understand if you're going to be upset about that. <laughs> yeah. But when there's, like, surprise, guys, we got a new game coming out, and it's going to be awesome. And that new game is the game you've been waiting for for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a lot like, of people, me included, this is going to be the first time that you that we've played Final Fantasy VII, because for whatever reason, just like when they remade uh, Wind Waker, you know, people hated on that game when it came out, and then people played it, and it's like, oh man, this was amazing, and then everyone was like, oh man, I kind of wish I played Wind Waker, and then they remade it, so you know, people can play it now. Same thing with Twilight Princess; they're they're doing that again in HD. Apparently, it looks you know, or something. It's funny that you say Wind Waker, and that we're even talking about this topic in general, because that just immediately made me remember that like. When Wind Waker first came out, no, I was one of those people. No, I was the opposite of what I'm talking about. I like, knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were one of the ones. See, I was the believer. We just know, man. We know. Well, well, the other thing is, I, I was, I was, a, I was a dumb like, like, 14 year old kid or whatever. I don't remember when that came out, but like, I didn't even own a GameCube. I went to the store that I used to hang out in all the time, uh, like, and they had a Japanese copy there, and I played it. And I remember, like, having just, like, this, like, dumb child mentality, like, oh, man, they reused the house theme from Ocarina of Time. Well, Is no, there nothing what? they won't steal? I gave it no time. I sat down. I, like, walked in a circle. I was like, no, I'm done. I've played enough. I think I know everything about this game. And I took to... I took to the internet to the, the popular message board that I was hanging out at the time on Easy Boards. And I was oh, like, no. this game is bad, and let me tell you why. And oh, like, no. And I, I think back, and I'm like, God, Wind Waker is like one of my favorite Zelda's now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can we just I hand mean, claps for, a, hand I, claps for I, freaking AJ's voice of himself as a child. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so freaking funny. Oh, my God. It's just, and, 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 yeah, like it's like, Wind Waker HD, I, I played that game like four or five times since it's come out. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> but it's just, it's it's that mentality that I feel people need to get by, get around. You know, get, like, you know everyone's going to have that, you know, everyone's going to be a kid at some point. They're going to be opinionated and think they're right. And it's, you know, it's that, that is childhood. And that's, kids are dumb and we're all dumb when we're kids. So let but me like, ask you this then. Do you think as, since, because that's the thing, like we're, all the feels and all of the kind of nostalgic moments we've been sharing is when we're, we're younger. You know, we're talking about 14 years, you know, sixth grade, 10th grade. We're adults now, right? We're like, we're, we're grown. We're in the world. We're paying bills. Life's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that as you grow up, we just lose the ability to appreciate things in the way that we used to? Or are oh, we just man. being, are we just being dumb? Man, you're getting real. <laughs> going like, in deep. Uh, I think I don't think I think people become disillusioned with the idea of being an adult and trying to live in like today's like adult society. And I think a lot of people try to hide the fact that 
I mean, this is going to sound just absolutely PBS after school Christmas special, but oh my god, a lot of people are trying to hide the child inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> hide your kids. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. Oh god, it's one of those things where like there. Okay. I, I used to uh, I, I used to get so excited for video games. Like there'd be a game that would come out, and I would be I would get so 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 excited for it that I <laughs> I'm gonna use I'm gonna use an example here. Like I I'm a big Mega Man fan. Everybody kind of if they know okay. me. I'm, I love classic games. I love Castlevania. I love Mega Man. Mega Man. For I God I don't remember what birthday it was, but it's another birthday <laughs> because of course it was because I was a kid and of whatever. I got. I was begging my mom for Mega Man X3. Wow. I'd already had one X1 and X2. I, I, you know, I had all the, the classic Mega Man games. And I was begging her for Mega Man X3. And birth, she actually sent me pictures recently of this, which is hilarious. I'll, remind me sometime, I'll show them to you. And you can oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, um, there's birthday pictures of this where she tricked me because I'm, I'm tearing apart my presents. She's like, she's like handing it to me. I'm like, oh, my God, where's that? Mega Man X, X3. And she hands me one. And I'm like, this is it. This has got to be it. I tear it open, and it's Mega Man 7. What? No. Like, and I look at it, and but, like, I was trying so hard to be like, yeah, this is what I wanted. Like, I didn't want to hurt my mom's feelings. No. Because, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't like, yeah, it's Mega Man. Yeah, like, wants you to feel like, kid. you know, like, you feel like it's like that grandma that gives you a gift. Like, I hear you like video games, Sonny. And they, they give you like backgammon. Like, cool, grandma. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Like, I, you know, you don't, <laughs> don't want to like hurt their feelings. There's TV involved. Like, yeah, that's awesome. There's and some you can see there's, she snapped pictures. There's like this utter look of just defeat and sadness in my face. No. An hour goes by. We're sitting on the couch. Everything's done. And she's like, oh, hey, look what I found. Pulls out another present. It's Mega Man X3. She freaking and Andy's mommed you? You got Andy's mommed. She yeah, pulled a prize she, out of the closet. Yep. She blows my mind. I, like, you see, like, she, again, she takes pictures of this. <laughs> and, like, just lit up. I'm Mom's just, like, ecstatic, you know? Like, oh, my God, Mega Man X3. And, like, it's it's such a big deal for me. Like, like and the funny thing is, is, like, you know, as I became an adult and, and things happened and I actually had to make my mood floored and all this, a lot of things happened. I ended up having to actually get rid of a lot of my classic games. I still have a good deal of them, but somehow Mega Man X2 and Mega Man X3, somehow they, they disappeared. And this oh. happened in the last like, three years. And for me, that's like such a heart wrenching thing because that game is like kind of expensive now. So like Dang. no matter what, like I don't I never stop looking for Mega Man X3. I know this sounds again like a freaking Christmas special or something, but like. Well, we've I not moved into like Nat Geo, of, of the, the quest game. for X3. <laughs> What's that? We're like Nat Geo now, finding X3. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't even look at it because of the game. I look at it because of the memories that are tied to that game. The memories that like, those, those positive memories that my mom gave me, giving me that game, giving me that story that I can tell people. And so for me, that game is the embodiment of those memories. Like, you know, <clears throat> people say like, you shouldn't get attached to physical things, but physical things are what spark your memories and I, i'm very much a believer in that and i feel that nowadays like I, that was one of those games like uh, where i was kind of my, my whole point before i told you my little, little sad sap, sap story here was <laughs> i used to dream about the games i'd be getting i'd get so excited for them like like before christmas or my birthday or whatever like i would have a dream and i'd be playing the game and of course like the dream me playing the game like it's nothing like what i imagine but it's right. the greatest experience of my life and <laughs> i recently had that 
with Fallout 4 coming out. I'm I'm a big Fallout fan. And you had a video a game dream huge, as an adult? As an adult, I had that same feeling. Like I love Fallout and I, I love Metal Gear. I mean, li- I literally have a freaking Metal Gear tattoo on my back. <laughs> like, oh, cool. and, Look at this tattoo I have. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 and I have a freaking Fallout tattoo on my arm. Like, I love those games. And Fallout 4, I was so excited for because I had already ordered it. I ordered it as soon as I announced it at E3. I've never really bothered to pre-order something. I ordered the Pip-Boy edition like a giant nerd. And I've been waiting on it. Everybody was like, Everybody's already playing it. I'm sitting there waiting in the mail, like, oh, it's going to be worth it. I'm going to get this Pip Boy edition. It's going to be awesome. And I went to bed the day before it arrived, and I dreamt. I dreamt of getting the game and playing the game and it being the best experience of my life. And I was so excited, and I woke up so happy. And I was like, it, today's the day. Like, it's coming. Like, I know it's coming. And I'm like, out of this big, you know, childish grin on my face. And it's been a long time, I will say, since I felt that way about a game. And I think it. I think a big part of it, too, is the fact that as a kid, you are given games when your parents decide to give them to you. You don't have money. Like, you know, it's a special thing for you. And <clears throat> for us now, like, you, you know, like you're broke, but you'll still find a way to get that game. you want. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's it, it you can get excited. You can the announcement come out. You can be excited for it. And you're it's still there, but it doesn't hold true to that. Like. You know, you're getting it on your parents' schedule. You're getting it when they decide to give it to you. You're getting it, you know, whenever the next holiday or your birthday or right. whatever comes never around. Quite know. And that anticipation is always there. And I feel like with me having bought it back in June or July or whatever, June, I think, whatever E3 was, like, <clears throat> and waiting for it and then the big announcement of when it was coming and just like that anticipation, it, it re-sparked those childlike memories. And I think that we all still have that, but... People either ignore it or they just get so caught up in being adults and not being excited for small things. It's like, man, all I want to do is be excited for small things. I know there's kind of <laughs> like, like a thing in adulthood that, where you get to a point and you almost feel like like you have to put away things. I, I've never quite understood it myself. People tell me the same thing about when you get married, uh, just like, you know, or when you have kids, when you feel like I just have to. I just have to leave things behind and put them away. But I feel like there's a pain that lingers in there, uh, a phantom pain, if you will, that oh, just gosh. that just lingers. And maybe that's one of the things. Because like this, the, the way I think about it is this: well, like when I think about trolls that that talk about things like this and just can't let someone, you know, have fun and, and let out their inner child on an announcement or something like that. I I go back to Disney, man. I think of like Cruella Deville. And like that one villain from the rescuers, the first one, uh, oh, yeah. or like an Annie, you know, I think about the, the freaking mean, uh, orphanage owner, like people that just you like, want more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that, not Annie. That's definitely uh Oliver twist, but whatever. Oh, Oliver <laughs> Tw- yeah. Um, but like people like that, that's maybe like something happened where they didn't get that game for their birthday or like they were hurt or received some kind of emotional something or another. But now that they're adults, and things are happening they're like turning into these weird disney villains of the gaming community you know like <laughs> it's a weird thing where it's like well i don't want you to have any fun because i didn't have any fun here as a kid but i wonder if there's any of that going on i'm sure there is but i just wh- why do you think people why do you like why do you think people care enough to just tear somebody down when they're just like completely and totally unrelated from the situation well i i definitely do th- i think that actually is very much the case too and i think that's why like, people complain about things they don't have, and that's just, you know, human nature. And right. I feel like that's that's a big 
that's a big thing with like you know people the the ever constant debate of you know console versus pc or whatever and it's like do you both like playing video games cool the end like and, and but people have this like well no it's better if you do it this way and this way and this way and this way it's like yeah okay so you know console or you know pcs are more powerful than consoles nowadays they definitely are and yeah you can get like an amazing library of games there's 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 a, and there's there's perks for both sides but it's one of those things where like i feel like a lot of it boils down to that whole like once they find that one thing they can't play either like on a piece it's a it's a pc only game or it's a console only game suddenly they're like well that make that you know consoles suck pc suck <laughs> i can't play it's like you're just mad because you can't play that one thing and it's like but don't try to ruin that from somebody else i mean just save up some money and <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. get, get that get like i you know i feel like i feel like nowadays like the the, the only real like the only like with consoles like nintendo kind of they're the only console that has like the truest exclusives because nintendo will never be found on anything else hmm. and you know you'll find games on on a ps4 or on an xbox one that can be played on pc and so like everybody kind of has that like you know you everybody's playing the same game they're all the triple a titles whatever but like nintendo is always held so true it's like no you're playing nintendo games and nintendo consoles and that's why i feel like a lot of like even people people who have like pcs they'll still buy a nintendo console because they want to play those nintendo games but like those who don't and those who who have or who don't have something will often complain about those who have it and that's just something people in general have always done. The, the people who don't have will complain about the things that people do have. I think you just and helped me to understand all of the, like, since the beginning of time, since the beginning of time, <laughs> all of the hate that Nintendo and Nintendo fans get online for just like, oh, your console is... I saw a thing from the guy who um, ported, what is it? The guy from Nicolas, the developer, There was he made a tweet. Uh, because he was trying to port over, I think, a new, um, the updated version of Binding of Isaac, like the afterbirth, you know, re- one of those, because I know there's been like yeah. three or four. But he said, yeah, stop fooling yourselves. The Wii U's um, just about as powerful as a PS Vita. <laughs> and so and I was like, huh, that's interesting, because I'm pretty sure it's more powerful than that, considering the game library. But. And it's a handheld, but I don't know. It's just like a weird thing to say. Uh, and then, of course, that spawned like, you know, more fuel to the fire and a bunch of people came to defend and a bunch of people came to argue. But it was just weird. I just wondered like, huh. And like, well, I think the it, thing thing is like the, the port didn't go so well or something like that. But I, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to say. It, well, it, it's definitely weird, especially when you consider the fact that like, you don't often see that mentality anywhere else in life. And it's like, OK, so, yeah. Obviously, the Wii U is not as powerful as an Xbox One or a PS4. No. That's hands down. We all know that. Whatever. But people get so obsessed with the amount of power that a system has, and but doesn't have games. Yes. And where else do you see like like when else like when I'm driving my car, you know like you know I drive a, like a I drive a Civic, it's like a 2013 Honda Civic, and. At no point do I come up to it like, okay, this it, sure it happens in movies, but at no point are you sitting at a stop sign or a stoplight and somebody drives up <laughs> and you know with their 
they're all American 450 Hemi and like, you know, and they're like, Hey man, that's nowhere near as powerful as what I got. And you're like, okay, that's, I'm going to work. Are right, you going yeah. to work? We're both going to work. Like, no, you don't see that happen. Like obviously there's, there's car nuts out there and people like, you know, the, the car fanatics will talk, definitely talk about the power of cars and all that thing. But like generally I feel like that statement is used so much more for like, consoles and video games and it's like this weird like disillusioned reality where people just assume like man powers everything it's like that you are definitely sounding like a freaking disney villain right now <laughs> gotta get power like all right jafar cool like right you know, like, you know itty bitty living space keep that in mind yes yes <laughs> like, this is the most perfect analogy i feel like i feel like our analogy game has just freaking snowballed from snowball to freaking <laughs> Disney villain trolls on the internet. I think that's that's the epitome. And, and that's and that's that's what it comes that's a lot of what it comes down to is, is those is Disney villain trolls. And and it comes like and you're like you have to step back and you have to be like, man, is this real? Is this happening? Are these you know, am I am I am I honestly speaking to to you know to Jafar? Is is Scar here? Like what is this? Like is that Scar? And and it's one of those things like I feel like you have to take a step back, realize what's happening, but not get caught up in it. And I understand people want to defend what makes them happy, but it's like I, th I feel like the best thing is like if you're if something makes you happy, you do you. You know, like you're never you're not going to please everybody, and you don't need to justify why something makes you happy. Right. I don't. I, and I think a lot of people feel that way. They get they get that they get baited into that like that justification and. That could just be a personal thing. Maybe they feel that, like maybe somebody struck a chord with them, and they feel like, "Oh my God, did I did I get my money's worth?" And it's like, "Are you having fun? Yeah, you got your money's worth. Are you gonna have a good time with this? Are you gonna have good memories with this? Then you got your money's worth. Don't worry about it. You do you." And it for me, like this whole it always comes back to like that whole memories thing, you know? Like at one point, are you like when you think about this game, would you rather think about like? Man, I I am I am, I'm glad I spent the sixty dollars on this game. I'm glad I'm glad I own this console. I'm glad I own this PC and I bought this game and I'm playing it. Or I like ten years down the line, you're like, man, that internet guy, he was sure was right. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so disappointed with everything. Here I am. I should have listened. Ten years later, man, I'm disappointed in that thing he told me I should be disappointed in. And was he ever right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go this and, route because being a being a Wii U owner, and I know you have one as well, and, and we all know that Nintendo's got something cooking for E3 next year with this NX thing. But like you know, Wii U, Wii U is only three years old, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, this was a waste. Should have just you know waited and whatever, whatever." But I have been having the most fun playing Smash, the fun that I don't want to miss out on. Uh, playing Mario Kart, playing Yoshi's Woolly World, playing Affordable Space Adventures, playing everything I've been playing. 3D World. I mean, there's so many games I'm not even mentioning, but just I've had. That's not a time I felt like. I wanted to miss out on, you know, like I, I feel like I've definitely gotten more than my money's worth because that's something I, I wanted to do. And I think you're right. I think it comes down to the point of why do we feel like we have to defend ourselves when somebody comes and when the Disney villains come, like you don't have to defend yourself. You just, uh, you like what you like. You do you. I like that. I think that that's what everybody should be focusing on. I mean, obviously we want to try to solve the problem of the Disney villains, but I mean, the way the movies but, go, <laughs> yeah, like, we'll, and, we'll let that play out. Like a lot of the times, like and hey, you even see it in the Disney movies. A lot of times, like you'll see that, that there's always that like that one just so they're so altruistic character that just like no matter what the villain does, like hey, whatever, it just rubs right off. Yeah, but like there there's a there's a big thing that I think I a lot of people don't realize 
is like every little thing you do amounts to where you're at now every single little thing right i mean i have a, i have a nice pc again thanks to my stream because they're freaking awesome Shout out to i the have buddies. a ps4 <laughs> i have a you know i have a wii u i have i'm looking at this just pile of classic you know i've two nes's and nes whatever like all this stuff just sitting over here but like i play my ps4 i played my ps3 a lot a whole lot i played my ps2 a lot but when i think about things like where i'm at today where i'm at in my life where i'm at with my stream right i'm thinking my wii u because when the wii u came out i picked up monster hunter 3u i played through it oh, i loved good. it i had a great time now <clears throat> i put it down after i beat it and i was like i you know i, I did a lot of like post game stuff i would i would play with people on the internet like i didn't even go to streams or anything this is before i even streamed mm. and i just met people through the game like you used the got off a voice chat on the gamepad <laughs> itself and we just you know I, I would always meet up this dude in australia and we'd we'd play all the time and it was awesome like we you know we like and that then like things happen you know made the stream whatever a buddy of mine who uh jordan who's you know easily the most used emote on the stream um <laughs> yeah that yeah bbgtva that one. Oh, that's him he tells me, that's him yep. yes he told me he uh he got Monster Hunter for the 3DS. I was like, hey, man, I have that for the Wii U. That's awesome. We should play together. I was like, hey, maybe we can stream it. So then I was like, well, you know, why don't we just do Thursdays? Every Thursday, we'll start streaming it. And that's how Monster Hunter became a thing on the stream, right? Mm. So I get I get known for doing Monster Hunter. The stream gets known for having Monster Hunter on there. And through Monster Hunter, I meet these other streamers. I meet this guy named Rectum, who's this awesome guy who lives out in uh, Las Vegas. He's he's a really cool dude. I can't wait to go out there and meet him. I meet Brother Virtue, another really good friend of mine, lives out in Nevada. Again, I can't wait to go out there and meet him. Mm. Through Brother Virtue, like we, you know, like I met Newbert, and I would love to meet that mystery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like and 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 you know, Brother Virtue used to play. He play music on stream, and like I got and the music he'd be playing would be things from like. He'd be playing stuff from like the game shops from DJ Cutman and Benjamin Briggs. And I remember one time I was doing a try stream with Newbert and Brother Virtue back on 3U and Ben Briggs raided um, <clears throat> Brother Virtue. And I was like, oh man, it was awesome. Like he was like, again, communities, people supporting people, you know, like it was yeah. awesome. Like he's getting all these followers, all these people coming in and watching the streams. And I'm like, wow, I've heard this guy's music. That's really cool. And he's here he is on the internet raiding another friend of mine. And that you know, I'm listening really to his cool. music. I really like it. I really like DJ Cutman's music. And then suddenly I meet Sammy. And I meet Sammy because he's also streaming Monster Hunter. And Sammy knows a lot of these guys. And I ended up meeting, you know, Cutman and Grimecraft out at TwitchCon. We hung out. It was a blast. Um, Freaking Ben Briggs lives down here by me. He lives he an hour away. I went and hung out with him, like, on Halloween. We hung out and partied and had a great time. And I'll probably end up hanging out with him more in the future. Like I've I've become friends with these people that I've met, and the stream, you know, like we, you know, we become known for Monster Hunter. Like we, we, you know, like and it it's become a thing. Like you know, we stream Monster Hunter Four when it comes out. Like you know, have have some of the best streams that I've ever had with like the beginning of Monster Hunter Four. Like just hundreds of people coming in. You know, like bam, partnership hits, all this stuff. It just starts steamrolling, right? Right. Where did that all begin? It began with Nintendo and that Wii U. Like, my stream and the people I know, uh, the reason I'm talking to you now. How did I meet you? I met you because of 
these you know because of like through like you know sammy you know these other people you came from a group of people that i met i met them through monster hunter yep. and i met them through monster hunter because i played monster hunter on the wii u because i bought it on a whim because i thought it would be cool because i played metal gear solid <laughs> on the freaking psp metal and it had gear. a monster hunter crossover and i was like wow this is really cool and it all just like you know like it's one of those things like if you really take a step back and like and reach everywhere you've all the things you've done it's an amazing it's an amazing ability to be able to do that and i'm like i'm sitting here on the heart piece podcast having a great time having an awesome discussion about just gaming culture in general and and you know how people should be all because of that little black system that i'm looking at right now i met so many friends that i've now met in real life that i'm going to be hanging out with more at you know at magfest or whatever other conventions i end up at i've had these opportunities these life changing opportunities where you know like I would have never tried to go for like being a full-time streamer or anything like this. Like if I didn't have, if I didn't meet the people that I met and, and had the experiences that I met and how did I have those experiences because of this system, because of the system that somebody else hates for whatever reason. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm sure everybody, even the people who, who are so hating so much on their, on certain things have those situations where like, man, you are where you're at because of certain things things in that in your life that have happened and a lot of that i'm sure you, if you play video games you can relate it to those video games you met the people you met because of them you're friends with the people you met you you have the opportunities you have whatever because of those like nobody was ever like ah, i didn't get the job because i own a wii u <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna get hired but then they found out i had a wii u exactly you know like <laughs> until i until i played nintendo like you know like, it's like <laughs> It's, it doesn't it doesn't work that way you know like it doesn't it, and and it's one of those things like i feel people should just step back look at how amazing things have been because of what they have now and not build like a loyalty to the point where like i'm not sitting over here like now nah, i'm not like man we you are nothing <laughs> right like, obviously i have great memories from that but i also have great memories from the people that i've met playing you know bodying people on street fighter online when i first started getting on that on the ps3 or you know like playing things like there's like are playing things on the internet on my pc like there's i have friends that i've met through pc gaming that i've met through console gaming and it's all those things it's like i have friends because of all of this and none of it makes it any better than anything else it just makes it great for me and that's all that matters man clap it up for this man clap it up because that was the most amazing freaking stretch of just like story time with aj on the rb's podcast that i've ever heard so many <laughs> so many valid points like like geez so i'm gonna take all that condense it down and then tie it back to what we were saying there is no way like equivocally across the board unanimous there's absolutely no way that you could have even said anything that you just said if you had maintained the type of attitude that we've been advocating against this entire episode, this attitude of, I'm not going to let you enjoy something. I'm not going to uh, promote a positive you know, experience, experience with you. I'm not going to let you... Uh, you know, let out your inner child about this. I'm not going to let you be excited about something. Like, everything that you've said has been completely opposite of, I've been really excited about this. I've talked with this person. We've hooked up here. We've, you know, shared experiences here. I gained a friend here. And it's all because I'm just doing that natural thing 
of enjoying something that I enjoy and not getting in the way of other people that enjoy things, you know? I'm sure you've come across people during the streams or whatever, people that weren't as excited about Monster Hunter as you or thought that, you know, uh, 3 Ultimate wasn't as good as, you know, Tri-G or whatever, um, or Frontier, but, like, just not getting in the way of those potential links, those potential friendships, those potential, uh, you know, experiences, good experiences that you can share with people is so critical. So, like, everybody that's listening... Freaking, you know, this is the time of the, the cast where you get to, you know, take your little slider and rewind and then re-listen <laughs> to that until you get it. Because that's such an important thing in the community. It has, that has to continue because that's the only way this community grows. You know, you just think of how many people AJ just named that he met. And then think of how many people that those people can name that they met. Like DJ Cutman, he knows all these people, but how does he know them? You know, we all know his story. Uh, yeah. you know, friggin' DJing on, 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 on the street outside of stores just because playing music and then, you know, getting picked up and then boom, but it's just connecting with people and you can't, you can't take somebody's hand if your hand is always closed, you know, ready to punch somebody. You got to have it open so that you can share, so you can receive and, and share those experiences with people. So, man, this has been so freaking dank of an episode man thank you <laughs> thank you for coming on and dropping the the knowledge bomb on people i feel like i was taking notes. i mean i uh you know i don't want to toot my own horn or anything <laughs> <laughs> can i just say that gouda though that gouda but i am a pretty great guy now. <laughs> <laughs> freaking awesome listen that's gonna do it for our episode definitely go hit this man up he's got the strats aj at battle buddies gaming uh listen man tell the people where they can find you and, and the streams and, and all that junk uh, if you want to check out the stream, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash battlebuddiesgaming. If you ever want to check out the team, it's literally twitch.tv slash team slash battlebuddiesgaming. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's uh, at bbg underscore aj, and the stream Twitter is at battlebuddiesvg. And if you can't remember all that, you can definitely come back, and it'll be on the uh, on the podcast notes on the website. As always, guys, you can check us out on the Heartpiece Podcast on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes, or at heartpiecepodcast.com. AJ, it's been a freaking blast talking with you, man. I mean, oh, it's been awesome. Holy it's, it's, crap. I would, I would definitely I would definitely talk you off again in the future. <laughs> <laughs> freaking fantastic, man. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us. And as always, until next time, peace out, Heartpieces. Pieces.